But we are, we are just so happy to be here. Um, yeah, I know Pastor Jerry's online with Donna, and uh, they're, they're watching online, and I think he has a button. If I say something wrong, a trap door is going <laughs> to open up and I fall in. But Pastor Jerry, thank you for the honor to be able to share with you this morning the Word of God. And, um, and as we were singing in worship, uh, I, I was just you know, reminiscing and thinking about um, the song of Holy Spirit, Speak to Us. And this morning, I hope the Holy Spirit speaks to us individually, because God is really creating a movement. And, uh, and I know that uh, it's been said that the U.S., is, uh, the, the American church is a bit in decline, but the reality is God is moving. And um, the, the Holy Spirit has shifted the work from the, the west to the east, from the north to the south. And, and God's church around the world is growing in a tremendous rate. And, and uh, I'm, I'm just grateful that this church is a part of that movement, um, that we're part of God's church. And uh, Pastor Jerry and Donna, I mean, we're, we're, they're like our, our dining buddies, okay? That, we, we like going to dinner together. We like hanging out. And, uh, but most importantly, we, we love church planning. We love strengthening the church. And we love mission. And, uh, and that's what we do. And, and that's what I have the privilege to do full-time now. And uh, I just love the opportunity to be able to share with you the message in Joshua, because God has called generation after generation since uh, Jesus Christ went up to heaven to send his church out to, to give the great commission that we need to share the gospel to the ends of the earth. And from gener- generation to generation, leaders are needed. And today, I want to encourage you as leaders if you say, well, I'm not a leader, I want to tell you, you are a leader. Because God has given you the mission, the great mission of sharing the gospel. And, um, and so we're going to go into Joshua. Joshua is a, a great book. Um, the title of the message is uh, Living Courageously. But I, I've had different titles for it. I mean, it's just courageous even, right? I mean, be strong and courageous. Um, I, I had a series called The Road to Victory. And, and talking about... Uh, their march to the promised land and, and to fulfill what God has called his people. Getting out of Egypt, which is like a symbol of getting out of the world, going into the promised land. And, and I want to tell you, the promised land is a lot of different things, right? I mean, it could be heaven, but it really, I think it's all about Jesus, right? Because at the end of the day, everything in the Bible points to Jesus. And Jesus is our promised land because when we have Jesus, we have the blessing. And that was the promise to the people of Israel. When you get into the promised land, it will be flowing with milk and honey. And you will have houses that you didn't build. But, but God was going to bless them. And in our scenario now in the church, God has blessed us. Amen? Uh, I want to encourage you to give, um, to, to give a... a a big hallelujah to the Lord. I mean, this is what we do in the Caribbean churches. We, we start out our, our messages with hallelujah, and you guys say hallelujah. 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 Because God deserves the highest praise, amen? amen. And, uh, and, and it's just a, it's a great thing. Yes, please clap for the Lord because he deserves it. Everything that we do is for the honor of God because of what he's done for us. And so I, I love this church that you guys have a high view of the Bible, 
but a tremendous adoration for the Lord and His Holy Spirit. And I want you to know that God's Spirit is moving among you today because He's going to touch lives. I believe that. Every time the Word of God is preached and, and the Holy Spirit speaks to us, because I don't know about you, but the Holy Spirit speaks to me. Uh, I may not hear Him audibly. I've never done that. I, I wish He would speak to me audibly. It would, it would be an amazing thing. But I don't think I could handle it, right? But, but he speaks to me. And I know he speaks to you. And you have to just be open to hear his words. People have asked me, well, how did you get into your position? How did you get involved in the church? And um, I, I had to think about that for a moment, you know, my, my journey. And uh, the, the simple answer is, I just said yes more than I said no, you know, to the Holy Spirit. When the Lord moved me forward and, and gave me opportunities. I just said yes more than I said no. And if you do that, God will take you to places you can never, ever imagine. Amen? Amen. Do you guys believe that? Yes. It, these are dangerous ideas because if you pray the dangerous prayer and say, God, use me, in a heartbeat, he will use you and take you and take your life. And I've I just been talking to this brother from the Dominican Republic. Uh, you know, I love going to the, the DR, and uh, we're going to do some ministry together because the, the Lord is working throughout the Caribbean churches right now. We have, um, uh, in, in the movement of Converge, uh, we, we have uh, over 300 churches right now in, in Haiti, and we have about 10 churches in the DR and we're working with them to try to expand. And, you know, we, we, we just opened up Mexico right now. And uh, Mexico, it's, it's almost an unreached people group. I know the, the Roman Catholic Church has been there. The Christian Church is there. But it's so minuscule that, uh, that it's only like 2% of the population are evangelical in a lot of places. And so the gospel needs to be uh, shared there. And so we're looking to recruit great leaders and pastors who are willing to give up their lives for the challenge of sharing the gospel. And, uh, and it all brings honor to him. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? And, uh, and so I, I was able to talk to uh, my brother from uh, Nicaragua. I mean, Nicaragua is uh, in Central America. It's a great place right now to be able to share the gospel. Um, I, I had talked to actually um, a network of churches there in Nicaragua. About, they have about 170, 180 churches in their fellowship. And we're looking for churches there that we can partner together with because what we want to do is start churches together. St develop a cohort where we develop healthy churches, develop the cohort that will plant churches, and then send out missionaries because we need partners with, with other organizations, other churches for the gospel because... 8 billion people now, almost 8 billion people that we, you know, have in the world right now. And about 6 billion are lost without Jesus and haven't even heard of him. And so we have the opportunity to be able to share that. And so from generation to generation, we need transitions of leaders. We need new leaders. If, if pastors ask me today, you know, what is the best thing I can do for the church? I would tell them, develop leaders. Because without leaders, you can't even grow the church, and you can't even multiply churches without leaders. And so the greatest need right now is for people to say yes to the Lord. Even though you may not feel equipped, because when I first got called into the ministry, I mean, I couldn't even speak in front of people. 
Okay, and uh, I remember in college, I took my first speech class, and they asked me, my teacher said, stand up and tell me your name and what you want to get out of the class. Well, I fumbled through that. The next day, I dropped the class because I said, I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> Embarrass myself, right? But, but when the gospel is so strong in you, when you believe that he's forgiven you of all your sins and that he's given you the hope of eternal life, man, everything is on the table, because whatever the Lord wants, you want to fulfill. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's no longer my life, it's his life. Amen. And so I just want to start out the message this way to encourage you that we need leaders. And we need to be able to tell the story. So, um, so over the 2,000 years, generation to generation, we've really been going through transitions. And when we look back in history, I, I was just talking to uh, uh, several pastors from um, uh, in, in Africa, um, I, I, it slips me what uh, what country they're from, but but they they um, they're I was they're asking me to teach them about some of the church history, and so we're talking about the church history, and it's important to know church history because we can see where where we did things right and we, where we did things wrong, and we need to learn from our mistakes and make the right choices for the future. And so when we look back, I mean, we can see the mistakes that have been made. And we need genuine leaders who are called by God, willing to sacrifice, not trying to get their own personal gains met, you know, not looking for recognition, not looking for, for people to see them on a big stage. No, we're looking for people who are willing to give it all to the Lord and leave it on the table for Him. And so the message today is in Joshua chapter 1, verses one through nine. I'm going to be reading this in the ESV, so if you would uh, take out your Bible or your tablet or your, your phone. Uh, we're blessed with technology. I, I remember, you know, when I was studying the Word of God at an early age, we had to buy books, and each book was like 75 to 100 dollars a book, and you had to collect all these books so you can do the research. But guess what? You have all that now in your phone, okay? You have access to that, you know, with the Bible program or on the internet to be able to look up even Greek words and to be able to translate it. So I want to encourage you to open your Bible and turn to Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 to 9. I'm going to ask the, the congregation to please stand, and we're going to read this together. I believe we're going to have it up on the screen somewhere. If, if not, uh, just follow along. If you want to say this out loud with me, I want us to read Joshua chapter 1, starting at verse 1 to verse 9. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses, from the wilderness and the, this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause his people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. 
before be, being careful to do according to all the laws that Moses my servant commanded you do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may have good success wherever you go this book of the laws shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it for then for then you will make your way prosperous then you will have good success have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be frightened, do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This is the word of the Lord. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, Lord, speak to us this morning, your church, your bride. Allow us, Lord, to say yes to you, Lord, for whatever you want us to do, Lord, because our desire is to give you full exaltation because you deserve it. We pray that you would allow us, Lord, just to, to know that you're with us wherever we go and that all that you have promised us will come to pass. Thank you, Lord, for this church. Thank you for the opportunity to be part of your family. We pray now that the reading of this word would just benefit us and bless us, Lord, and to be faithful. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. And so, you know, we, we, we start here where Moses ends. You know, and uh, Moses has been one of the greatest men, you know, in history, in the church, um, in, in God's kingdom. I mean, Moses, there's no greater man than Moses. I mean, he was the man that was called into ministry at a very late age, at 80 years old. Okay, and uh, some of you may say, well, I'm too old to get into ministry now. I, I want to I tell you, it's never too late. Okay, in fact, I've had people say, when, when, when I retire that's when I'm going to do more ministry. Well, if you're older, I want you to know there's no more excuses. You have the opportunity to serve the Lord wherever you are. At age 80, Moses took on the call. He, 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 he wanted to say, Lord, I can't speak. You know, he, and God got mad at him because did I make a mistake? Did I make uh, uh, an error? No way. He, God knows who Moses was and what he could do. But Moses did not believe in himself. But when he fully understood that God was with him, he took it on and he was able to take the people out of Israel into the promised land or, or close to the promised land. I mean, he got to see it. He just didn't get to set foot in it, right? And, and Joshua is here to take over. And that's what it says in verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, the man that God had been preparing through Moses to take this journey with his people. I want you to know, you're like Joshua. God has been preparing you. How long have you been in this church? Do you, do you know that our, our people in America are the most educated people, you know, Christians around the world? You guys have the opportunity to read God's word freely and, and be able to go Bible studies and, and to, to really understand it deeply. And, and when I read the Great Commission in Matthew 28 and some of the other places, the, the command is not to be educated. The command is to, to be obedient. Amen? I mean, the King James Version says um, to adhere to the commands of the Lord, to adhere, to be faithful. And so as believers in Christ, we, we want to get educated. I want you to be the best educated people. But the goal is not for you to be educated and do nothing with it. The goal is for you to apply it into your lives and to share with others. And so as, um, 
as Pastor Jerry's been preparing you, giving you great education, giving you great teachings and sermons. You know, I've listened to a lot of his sermons in the past, and he's a great leader, a great communicator. I just want you to be, I want to encourage you to take what you have learned and apply it into your lives because it doesn't mean that much if you don't do anything with it. And the Lord is preparing you to do great work. And so the key is to hear the word of God and then to ask the question, Lord, what do you want me to do with this? Okay, so in this message, I just want you to be praying this, Lord, what do you want me to do with this message this morning? So Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go to this Jordan, you and all the people into land that I've given to them, to the people of Israel. And just imagine following a great leader like Moses. And that's what Joshua had to do. He had to follow a great leader. And uh, I think he was confident because he's always had confidence. Because 40 years back, when, when, the, when Moses sent the spies into the promised land to see you know, what was there to give a report back to, the, to Moses and to the, the congregation, um, it, was just, it was just Joshua and Caleb who said, yes, we can do it. And the others kind of withered and said, they're, we're just like ants and they're giants and we can't do anything. And, uh, and so because of their lack of faith, they, they died in the wilderness. God struck them dead and the rest of the generation died in the wilderness. And this young generation now is coming along with Joshua to take the land. God has renewed his people. And so I want you to know God is constantly renewing his people. I mean, we've just gone through the pandemic. There, there's, they say that maybe a fourth to a third of the people in churches around the country have left the church. And, and I, I believe that to be true. But God has brought in new people and people who are stronger believers. Okay, I, I hope the, the people who are left come back. But I'm telling you, God is always renewing his church knowing that, that his work, his vision, his plan will not cease, and he will have victory at the end. Amen? Amen? There will always be victory at the end. And so I just want to encourage you, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Be encouraged that God is working with his people. Um, and so um, I, I have to tell you, I would be intimidated following Moses, but Joshua was confident because God had been preparing him through Moses. And I know that you should be confident that God has been preparing you through this church. If you've been in this church for a while, you know, maybe you're ready to go to the next step, okay? Maybe the next step is, is being able to teach. Maybe the next step is just telling your children the gospel. Maybe it's your husband or other family members. You just need to ask the Lord, what is the next step? Do you know that over 80% of the people in the church in the United States will never share the gospel not even one time in their life. That's a very bad statistic, right? I just don't want you to fall into that. I want to encourage you to at least share the gospel once or twice, okay? More often is better than, than just once or twice, but there are people who will never share the gospel not even one time. And so if you want to learn how to share the gospel, I know the elders and the leaders of this church will help you be prepared so that you could at least share it to your family members. Because that's the thing that Daisy and I pray in the morning together about, that we pray for our family, and the opportunity to share with them, most especially, because who else 
will they listen to? Yeah, they may not listen to us, they may reject us, but at the end of the day, it's a great honor and responsibility for us to share that with our family because we have that uh, connection and tie to them as a family member. So I want to encourage you to do that. And so, you know, I think that, um, you know, Joshua was prepared to share the way. And so I, I want you to know that um, God didn't have Moses do it, but Joshua is a symbol of Jesus, okay? Because Joshua, the, the name itself uh, it means that God is with us, God with us, right? And, uh, and so I think Joshua is the type because Moses, because of his sin, was not able to take a sin. But Joshua was prepared to do it. And he's a symbol of Jesus being the one to take us into the promised land. And so through his working here, um, the gospel spread. And I want you to know you're like a little Joshua. Okay, maybe you're a big Joshua. Okay, okay, not just a little Joshua. Maybe you're a Joshua already because God is calling you into the work of ministry. And you will bring people into the promised land to be able to share the, the message. And so the, the name Jesus comes from a Greek translation in Aramaic short form uh, Yeshua, which is the real name of Jesus, which is derived from Joshua. Okay, I think it's interesting that God is showing us here that Joshua is our salvation, right? And, and really Joshua was the salvation for the people of Israel, getting out of uh, the wilderness into the promised land. And so in verse 3, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I will give to you just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and to this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river of Euphrates, all the lands of the Hittites, the great sea, towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. Jesus has asked us to follow him, to be like him, to take people with us to the promised land. Who are these people? Who are these people in your life? I mean, you need to identify them. It is people known of being sinful. Okay, the people that were with, with, with Moses at the time were very sinful, right? They, they complained about him. Uh, they, they grumbled. I, I know this church never grumbles and never complains, right? I mean, I, I hope not. But, but, but that's a common thing, human affair. They grumbled, they complained. They even wanted to support, you know, Moses' authority, okay? Even though God has chosen him to lead. And, uh, and I want you to know that um, it, all of this shows that the frailties of the church and when we look back, we need to know that we need to really um, follow the Lord in all this way. Egypt is a symbol of the world, and people wanted to go back to Egypt. The promised land is where Jesus is and where we need to go. And so the mission is not finished. Moses has taken them to the edge of the promised land, but now Joshua needs to take them into the promised land. Verses 5 and 6. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was, written, uh, I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause his people to inherit the land that I swore to your forefathers. I want you to say this out loud. Be strong and courageous. I, I know that you've said this before. Be strong and courageous. Okay, this passage, I mean, it's the same thing that uh, God said to Moses, be strong and courageous. And he says to us, the church today, 
He, he's telling us to also be strong and courageous. Uh, Adrian Rogers tells about um, a man who um, bragged that he had cut off the tail of a lion. And, uh, and so, he, you know, people were like, wow, that's amazing. You cut off the tail of a lion. And then one man said, you know, why didn't you cut off the head? He said, well, someone had already done that. And so he <laughs> had to just cut the tail off. <laughs> okay. and, and it's easy to be courageous when there's no courage needed, right? But, but God is calling us to be courageous in this country right now. The, the church needs to speak up and to speak into this country. Um, I, I was telling uh, uh, Pastor Stephen that uh, my wife and I wanted to be missionaries in Africa and Zimbabwe. And uh, after planning three churches, we were ready for something new. And uh, we, we were there. My wife says yes, okay, which is a big deal, right? But the Lord said, it's too easy in Africa. You have to go back to the United States where it's harder and continue to do the work. And so we, we came back to do the hard work, okay? I, I would like to retire and have some easy work too, okay? But, but the Lord is, is faithful. I mean, he's given me the, the Caribbean to, to work on as a missionary. And so I have the privilege to, to work in, in the Caribbean. I want to invite you, if you're ever interested in going on a mission trip with us, uh, we would love to see you come and participate. Right now, we're, we have a, a conference going on in Haiti, in Cap Haitian in the north. Uh, we've been advised not to go down to the south, Port-au-Prince. Very, very dangerous down there. They kidnapped 17 people last year. But in the north, with our churches there, it's very safe. And we're going to have about 500 pastors and leaders, and we're going to have hopefully about 18 to 20 pastors coming with us. And if any of you are interested in coming, we'd love to see you participate in that, Um, and and it's going to be a great time. We're also going to be working in the Dominican Republic. You know, we're we're continuing to expand the the Timothy Initiative, the work that we're doing in planting churches. Um, We're scheduling to maybe plant between Haiti and the the DR about 200 churches in the next couple of years. And so it's an amazing work. We're also working in Mexico. Um, we, are, we have affiliated about two, two, three churches right now, and we have about 10 that we're working with. We had our conference. Mexico is an interesting place, okay? It's such a big country. It's about 150 million people, okay? And so if you just think of the border, that's just one part of Mexico that you see. But you go into Mexico City, I mean, it's just a beautiful place. I mean, it's very modern. They're doing a great work there. The church, um, you know, when, when I go, I, I try to buy pastors lunch or dinner and meals and try to gather them together for training. They wouldn't let me spend for anything. They, they took care of us. They, they made sure that we had everything they needed. What they want is the partnership to be able to plant churches and be able to strengthen the churches because they really want to be missionaries. And so that's a great work there. Cuba is another place that we can do some work together, okay? Uh, I mean, who's, who's, who's been to Havana? Anyone been to Havana? Okay, Havana, great sister. I mean, if you want to see the old cars there and the old buildings, it's still there. It's beautiful. But the work there is tremendous, okay? The, the underground church, you know, they suffered through uh, Castro in the early years, they're, they're letting the churches, you know, the undocumented churches continue to grow, and they're multiplying. And, and so we want to be able to work there. And so if there's something that's stirring in your heart and you want to participate in missions, come and talk to me afterwards. I'd love to, to see you participate in that because God is calling us to do some great work. And uh, yes, someone's already cut the head 
of the lion, okay? You can cut the tail, okay? It's going to be a little easier because people have gone before us to do the hard work. But there's still a lot of work to be done. So I want to encourage you to come and participate. So be strong and courageous. So ask the question, what is God asking you to do? And so if you ever feel like it's impossible to do the things God is asking you to do, I want you to know that he never asked you to do something that he will not prepare you to do and help you succeed. He will never ask you to do something that he will not help you do and accomplish. Okay, and, and so there's always a purpose in it. And so I just want you to, to be open, maybe get some counsel. You know, talk to uh, Pastor Stephen to, uh, to get some wise counsel um, about, uh, you know, whether you should go or not. But, but I know the heart of this church is, is church planning, church strengthening, and missions. And so I, I just want you to know there's great opportunities for us to be able to work together. We just got to be bold. We got to be bold. We got to be courageous. We, we got to be willing to fight for him and for his cause, for his glory, for his people, for his purpose. And in our time, in our day, under our watch, we have the responsibility. And so we want to make sure that we stand strong to do what God has asked us to do, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, what is God asking you to do? Turn to your neighbor and say, what is God asking you to do? Okay, you can turn to your other neighbor and ask, you know, what is God asking you to do? If they say, you know, God is telling me I need to go to lunch after church, that's an easy one, okay? We'll all go do that, okay? But, but God is telling us to do something. Maybe you start with the children's ministry, right? Maybe you start with the children. That's where I started, you know, 37 years ago. I, I, I really participated in the children's ministry. God allowed me to grow in my teaching abilities to teach adults, and then they sent me to, to uh, preach in these little churches out in the backwoods that took me hours to get to, and we would be lost looking for these churches. Or they'd have me preach on Sunday night. We had a Sunday night service. And low attendance, but it was a great place for me to, to learn and to practice. They'd also send me to convalescent homes to go and preach. Hey, there's a place for you to learn and to grow and to you know, build your craft. But God will do something with you Okay, God will do something with you because he works through his people. He works through his people. And it's just not the pastor's job to do it. The, the job of the pastors and the leaders of the church is to equip the saints to do works of service in Ephesians chapter 4, right? Talks about that. So I want you to know you have a place to participate in all of that. And so we've got to be strong and courageous. We've got to do it. Um, and, and it says in, in verse 8 the, that, that we need to be dependent on the, the law. To, to really understand the law of God. And, and the, the Ten Commandments was given to Moses, to his people. And, and in the New Testament, what are the two commands that summarizes the Ten Commandments? You guys know? And love your neighbor as yourself. So those are the two, right? To love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. That is the greatest commandment. When you read God's word, that's the highest form of worship because you're communicating with our Father in heaven. Uh, that's to love him. To, to want to know more of him is to show love and, and, and gratitude and concern for the Lord. And the test to see if you really love God is, do you love people? Okay, do you, do you love people? Because it's easy to say you love God, 
But the test is, do you love people? Because God commands us to love people. Because that's his way to, 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 to give his love, to give his concerns you know, to others. So to love God, love people, and then we got to make disciples as a church, right? The Great Commission. So the Great Commandment, the Great Commission is what we got to do. Everything ties into those three things, you know, as a church, what we need to do, what commands we need to obey is in those three. Love God, love people, make disciples. If you do those things, you can't go wrong because you're following the greatest commandments that God has given to the church. And if you do that, you will have great success. You will prosper in what God is calling you to do. So we need to obey all the laws that God has commanded us, especially those three that specifically talks about what we're to do to give him the honor and the glory. Um, I want you to just close your eyes right now for a moment and just pray this prayer. You know, the, the dangerous prayer, okay? Lord, use me. Lord, use me. Speak to me and tell me what you want me to do. What is the next step that I need to do? And, and if you pray this prayer, I mean, you know, not, not send me to Africa. You can pray that, and, may, and God may say yes to you, okay? But, but take the next step of asking what do you need to do because you need to maybe talk to your wife or to your husband, talk to your children, talk about what you need to do to move your family forward in, in, your rela- in their relationship with the Lord. And so everything that you do, you need to be continually praying to the Lord, Lord, tell me what you want us to do. Um, we need to be strong and courageous. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13 says, Be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be men of courage, be strong. And so even in the New Testament, the command to be strong and courageous is there in 1 Corinthians chapter 16. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love and self-discipline. I want you to know that this is what God is calling you to do, that, that God wants us to be strong and courageous. Um, so let me, let me tell you about another story. Um, there was uh, thunderstorms. I, I, I don't know about you. Thunderstorms here in Florida are really loud. Okay, I, I mean, I, I grew up in California. My wife, in, my wife and I were originally in, from the Philippines. We were both born there. We immigrated to the United States. We grew up in, in uh, California, and we've been here for probably almost six years now. But the thunderstorms here are so loud. And in fact, yesterday we had, we had some, some lightning come very close. And you know it's close because you see the flash and the thunder is right there, right? And it, it just rumbled through the whole house. And uh, there, there's a story about, um, about this, this little girl that's being tucked in by, by her mother. And, uh, and she was a little afraid because of all the thunder and the rain out there. And she said, Mama, would you sleep with me tonight, you know, in my bed? And uh, the mother thought for a little bit. And, and the mother said, I'm sorry, honey, I can't. I have to sleep with your daddy. <laughs> And uh, the little girl paused for a little bit of mo- for a little bit, and she said, "That big baby, you know." <laughs> so, so he had the benefit of having his wife there keep him comfort. But, uh, but, but I want you to know, God is with us. 
no matter what the, the terrifying thunder and the lightning that's going all around us and the rain is pouring down, God will help us. Um, I want to go to verse 9 because this summarizes everything that has been said here. Uh, because it's a bit redundant, because he kept on saying, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. And in verse 9, it says this, have I not commanded you? It's not a, hey, if you would like to, or if you feel like it. No, this is a command. He's telling us as Christians, be strong and courageous. Be strong. Brother, be strong and courageous. Okay, you're, maybe you'll go to Haiti with me because, you know, we, we talked about in Haiti, it's, it's a hard country, okay? But we have some of our biggest churches there. We, we have a church of 10,000 members, you know, in, in Haiti, in Cap Haitian. They're doing a great work because they're following the Lord and they're being strong and courageous and they're figuring it out with no money. They're figuring it out themselves. And so, brother, it's dangerous. I know that the culture there, they've, they've given themselves to voodoo and they, they basically, you know, the nation sold their soul to the devil for, for independence, you know, from France, right? And, uh, you know, and they've battled through that. But, brother, be strong and courageous. Go with me to, uh, to Capation, okay? And, uh, and, and it's, it's a crazy thing. You know, when I go, I, I get nervous. My mom called me last year. You know, we went there last October also. And she said, son, why are you going? I said, mom, I can't help it. I'm, I'm in charge, you know. And, uh, you know, so, several other pastors are going to go with me. Their, their congregation or their spouse talked them out of going. But many of us went. We had about 400 pastors and leaders come last year. And it was a great time. Be strong and courageous. It doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean there's not going to be sacrifice. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be pain. What it does mean is that he's with us and he's going to make sure that the victory and his honor and glory are going to be intact, right? Because everything we do is for him anyway. And he's going to bring his church. See, he grows his church. We, we don't grow the church. We can participate. We can help. But, but at the end of the day, he grows the church. We just have to be faithful. See, when we're faithful, he's faithful. And we have to confess the Lord. I, I want you to know that, that, that in America, it's hard to share the gospel. Okay? You know, if you go to a restaurant today, I want to encourage you to ask the waiter or the waitress and say, can I pray for, for you today? Because before we eat the food, can we pray for you about something? That may spark an opportunity for you to share the gospel with them. I can't tell you how many times people say, well, can you pray for my father who has cancer or my husband who is, you know, um, terminally ill? Um, pray for me that I do well in school. I mean, there, there's so many comments. And then after you, you ask for that and say, hey, are you attending a church? nearby and most of them will say no you know or i used to okay that's your opportunity to give them one of your cards from this church and invite them to come because if you invite them there's a good chance that they will come okay there's a good chance that they will come take these little opportunities and it's the come and see model okay you may not share the gospel fully with them but you can invite them to come here to to hear the gospel 
but I want you to be strong and courageous. So this is not a suggestion. This is not if you feel like it or not. This is a command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. This command applies to us today. Turn to your neighbor and say, this is for you. Yeah, turn to your other neighbor. This is for you. This assignment is for us, for all of us, right, to do. We've we got to be strong. We've got to be courageous. And so we've we got to be willing to do these four things. In this last verse, he sums it up. There's four things that we've got to do, okay? The first one is be strong, okay? So it's not about our own strength, okay? When, when he says be strong, it's not about our own abilities, right? We may have some abilities. We may need to put some of our abilities in there, but it's really about his strength, isn't it? It's really his strength. Be strong, and courageous. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in faith. The faith that you have in the Lord and what he's asking you to do will allow you to really do the hard things in life, okay? When, when a voice says, no, don't do it, and the other voice says, yes, do it, you know, discern if it's from the Lord, right? If it's from the Lord, just do it. I don't know how many times people tell me that they've been nudged by the Lord to go talk to this person, and a lot of times they say no, right? They say no. But, but when the Lord is saying, go talk to this person, just do it. You may not know what to say. You may say, it, this is an awkward thing, but, you know, um, I just feel like I need to talk to you and ask you, you know, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? Or say something that doesn't make you too awkward, okay? But I, I love just saying, hey, do, do you know Jesus? You know, um, talk to them because they may be willing to, to accept, and they may be ready. Okay, do you guys know the Bible says if you confess Jesus to others, he will confess you to the Father. But if you do not confess him to others, he will not confess you to the Father. That's a hard statement. That, that, that's a for another sermon, okay? But uh, we'll let Pastor Jerry talk about that one, okay? But that's a hard saying. But we need to be strong and courageous. We need to be willing to share the gospel. And... And so the next thing is be courageous. It's, it's hard to be courageous if you do not have faith in the Lord's promises. So you, if you don't have his faith in his promises, you have no foundation, you have no, no solid ground, you have nothing to stand on, and you will fail because it takes faith to follow the Lord. The third thing is do not be frightened. Okay, do not be frightened. Fear is one of the things that he talks about. That's probably why we don't share the gospel, because we're afraid. We're afraid of being rejected. We're afraid that they're going to look at us as strange and weird, right? Fear. Fear stands for false evidence appearing real. Okay, false evidence appearing real. Okay, when, when you feel afraid, just think to yourself, this is a false uh, evidence of appearing real. Okay, don't, don't be afraid. Be willing to do what he calls it. And the fourth thing is, do not be dismayed. Do not be dismayed. I mean, this generation is probably the most um, discouraged or depressed you know, generation. That's what they say in the media. Discouragement, depression, and devastation. Okay, And part of it is the lack of identity. We find our identity in Jesus Christ and who we are because of him. And when we understand our identity... We can be strong and courageous. And so these four things I want you to just remember. Would you say this out loud with me? Uh, be, strong, be strong. Be courageous. Be, courageous, 
do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. If you guys can remember that, you guys just remember the whole sermon, okay? So I just encourage you to think about that and ask the Lord uh, to tell you what he wants you to do. If you haven't accepted the Lord, maybe today's the day of salvation, maybe the day for you to follow him. Um, may I pray for you. Heavenly Father, Lord God, thank you for this time. Thank you for the opportunity to speak to this congregation. Lord, I pray that you would encourage us, Lord, to give you our very best, not the leftovers, but our very best. The first fruits, the things that um, matter to us, Lord, we give that to you first. Um, We pray that you would allow us, Lord, to truly understand who you are. And Lord, I pray now that if there's anyone in the congregation here that is looking for you, that they would just say the simple prayer, Lord, I believe that I'm a sinner and I need a savior and that's Jesus Christ. And because of his death, burial, and resurrection, I can be forgiven of my sin. And I want that forgiveness of sin. And I want a new life. Restore me. Transform me. Make me whole. Make me new. Allow me to do the things that will give you the honor and glory in my life. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you say that prayer, welcome to the family of God. Thank you for your attention this morning. God bless you.